just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Marcus, I think we ought to just call it the Sheriff Hodgson standard from well, now so, on, right? So, so it was... All guests just have he, to take he, he, phone he, call to phone call. Yeah, here's... Yes. No, seriously. I know. I know. I mean, so we, we, we've, we've been doing that, but uh, that was that was really something. And um, yeah, it was that was something. You know, uh, in our intro, it says, you know, where the movers and shakers come right. and where they're held accountable. And I think people who agreed and disagreed with Hodgson were able to call in and, Absolutely. and air out what they, you know. Their their complaints or even some you know effusive remarks. Yeah, we yeah. We, we took um, we took the calls till there were no more calls. Yes, and he stayed till there were he no did. more calls. He did, and uh, we and think, he would have stayed this next hour had had, had, the, had the lines been full. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and we we do um, we do appreciate that uh, him coming in, and uh, and taking your phone and calls. taking your phone calls. Right. Yeah. Seriously. Um. So uh. We're we're still taking your calls. You yes. want to talk to us? Uh, it you know might not be as fun. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll try to be. We'll, we'll try. We'll try. To be we'll try but but that that was. We know, um, we know Tom Hodgson, but we'll try. Yeah, that was. Um, <clears throat> but that was good. Glad he came in. We'll definitely talk to him in the future. Like I said, like we said earlier, August seventeenth. Right, seven to uh, eight to ten. So we'll warm up with the seven to ten. We ought to uh, see if we can get that guy Marco back in for the debate. He sounds like the real candidate running against Tom Hodgson. I mean, that was interesting, right? Wasn't it? I thought it was fantastic. It's, what's interesting is how did he call all the way from Italy? If if well, he's here. Oh, so but what's interesting is if you're involved in a litigation, talking to the other party like that is his lawyer crazy right now? I I don't know. Like I I just. I don't know. It was it was interesting. It was an interesting thing. I mean, he didn't. You know, to to my knowledge, he didn't say anything that was too like damning. But right. you could have, right? You could have, right. right? But that was interesting for sure. Um, that exchange between between the sheriff and 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 the former the former detainee there, and who's, who's one of the parties in the lawsuits, as you pointed out. He's, he's on, one of the parties in the lawsuit. Yeah, he's on the lawsuit. If you if you read yeah, the, list one of the, the names is there. Seventeen, I think, that yeah. were in the lawsuit. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. I thought it was a uh, really, really. You know, Tom. Tom's been coming in here for years, and uh, since he became sheriff all those years ago. You know, Tom's the sheriff, so. but there's been a lot of different hosts over the years. But Tom's always the sheriff. Yeah, yeah. Um, Show sure, folks, if, you, if you'd like to get involved, if you have a comment on it, maybe you weren't able to get through before. If you have a comment on that, I'm sure he's listening. It was, uh, yeah, Tom was still, Tom <laughs> I'm still sure listening. listening. Uh, it was a, uh, it was a very, yeah. So if, uh, very and if you're hour. just tuning in, we had the sheriff on from, from eight to, uh, from seven to nine. He took your calls. He responded to the lawsuit. Um, he believes they're, um, they're going to prevail. Uh, you know what's interesting? I wonder if this, I'm not, I'm not trying to be hyperbolic. Okay. I wonder if this is going to, if this is a potential case that could go all the way to the Supreme Court. And here's why. Yeah, tell me where you see that. Here's why. There was a case that came out recently that had basically said, um, you, for for all intents and purposes, cannot sue the federal government or seek, you know, other than injunctive relief, which is worthless, sue the federal government 
for a violation of your rights. Okay. Right. And so that was a border patrol agent that had one on somebody's property, beat them up right. essentially. And they, the case, they, yeah. it was, it was clear that no one was really actually just debating that. Right. Now, if they found in this situation, right, let's say I know how Sheriff Hodgson said, I'm, we're going to win. Right. Right. Let's say they didn't, let's say they found the opposite. Let's say they found ice and the sheriff's department didn't right didn't right. violate their rights and they were seeking some type of relief right they're seeking some money yeah they're yeah. seeking monetary damages i wonder if that goes to the supreme court under where they try to create some type of qualified immunity standard or or extend that uh that that ruling that recently came out to say well actually you know countywide officials or state officials and state officials with in conjunction with federal officials um, also are, are barred from from uh, any type of uh, of of, of not, uh, monetary damages, uh, even if it's found that they violated your rights. Yeah, Mark, Mark, that's Mark. I'm going to keep calling you Marco. That's that Mark. That's very interesting. How would that go about? What would have to? What would be? It'd be, it'd be a lot of steps. What, what would have to happen? Yeah. So this is in what court is this in? Is this in? Let's just say I, I don't even. Yeah. Know. No. Just, just you know. Let's just say it's in the broad first, stroke. Let's just right. say it's in the first circuit. Right. Let's actually just say it's in state court. Yeah, okay. Let's say it goes to the SJC. Let's say then it goes to the First Circuit, which is the circuit that governs Massachusetts. I think every New England state but Vermont plus Puerto Rico, right? Yeah, that's let's, right yeah. let's say it. Uh, gov- we're in the First Circuit, right? And it goes to the First Circuit. It it uh, the First Circuit Court of Appeals, and then it, and then it uh, well it goes to District Court, and then the First Circuit goes to the First Circuit. It let's say they find in favor of the plaintiffs, and then it goes to the Supreme Court. Right. Supreme Court has to, to to take that case. They'd have to grant a writ. Uh, a writ of um, I can never pronounce the last thing. So let's say the <laughs> the, the petition for cert is what we'll call it. It's okay. like certiorari or something like that. But was, they they the four justices have to accept the case. If four justices grant the petition for cert, it goes and it's heard by the Supreme Court. If it's heard by the Supreme Court, then obviously it's basically an up or down vote by nine justices. Nine justices. Right. So I'd wonder. If and again, it's just like I'm just very broadly speculating yeah. um, that if it, if this case, especially given I think the the media attention the sheriff gets, right, is is has the potential to be a, a, a national case, right? I, I absolutely think it has the potential to be a national case. Mm-hmm. It's um and and there's a, there's a lot to the case, obviously, mm-hmm. um and the um you know the folks over there are um are going to um I guess they'll all try to get trips back to America, right to uh, to testify, I mean, there are there's so so there are in the in the complaint there are some there are some there are some uh, plaintiffs that have been deported, right? Um, Senegal, uh, I think Ecuador, um, other places. There are some uh, there are some that are lawful permanent residents, right? And there are some that aren't like necessarily. Some that weren't, actually, there's in that case kind of interesting, and it wouldn't be the Tom the sheriff wouldn't have any control over this. He takes whoever they bring him. Yeah, but, it's not. But somewhere, somewhere apparently, U.S. born citizens, right? So that happens, right? That's not amazing. Yeah, that that's happened a lot more times than um than it's pretty unnerving actually how much that happens. Again, it's not his fault because right. he's just taking who they who they get. Right. But um you know that happened in. I remember in Falmouth there was a the, on Main Street in Falmouth there was a woman who went after a guy with a, a Trump hat. And, you know, uh, she was then picked up by ICE 
and held for a few days. And I remember some people ran with the story that thought it was so funny. Oh, look at she's she hates the Trump guy, but she's in um, she's undocumented. She's an illegal alien. Okay. Turns out she had uh, she had been lawfully resided here for ten years. Okay. She had a green card because she had married uh, she had married somebody right. uh, like ten years ago, and so she had been here for a while. So it, it's it's I don't know the. You know the exact backstory behind that person's journey there, right? It's something that definitely happens. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Good evening, Johnny. One note my name. How are you? Hey, hey Johnny. Johnny, what's going on? Funny you mentioned that woman because uh, I know her personally. Really? And, uh, yes, I do, and I know that woman personally uh, from my place of employment. You know, I work on the boats. That right. woman. That woman was a legal citizen long before that ever happened. Right. That woman owns her own cleaning business that works on each she works on the island with. And I can tell you that woman is a hard working woman. That woman is on the first boat every morning and sometimes the last boat every night. She's a hard working good woman. So when Whatever I happened to her case, do you know John Johnny? It was just Smith. She wasn't even she wasn't even an illegal alien. She That's right. She 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 comes from Brazil. She married some guy long ago. She's been married to this guy for years. And uh, I don't even know how it went in that direction. You know, saying that she was an illegal alien and, you know, all this stuff. She was never illegal. She 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 married this guy, she's been here legally for years. Hard working woman, a business owner. That's frightening, her. right? You know, I mean, how do you, I, 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 it's, it's really frightening. Imagine how you go, they're, they're going to deport you and you're, you're legally here, but she wasn't deported, right? Never, she was never deported. She was never deported. Never. And, and she, and, and I mean, I would have No, but to she was held in ICE custody, right? About she was never detained either. She oh. Questions. Oh. Questions. She was no, she was detained. I thought she was detained because I remember certain people in the media had like a field day with it. She was held well, for like a few days. For questioning for a couple of hours, maybe. Oh, okay. She didn't go to jail. Then it was mis- Then her. Then her detention was misreported, for sure. Yeah, that whole story was misreported. That's what I'm getting at. Oh, yeah. That whole story was misreported. I remember listening to it every day on the news. Howie Tyler was having a ball with it. You know, with his. Uh, Spanish horn there and everything, you know, yeah. and, and it's sad because none of that was even closest to the truth. None of it. A good, good, hard-working woman, business owner. Everything was just thrown. Johnny, what, what did you think of Sheriff Hodgson's um, appearance? You, you had to ask me. So <laughs> he's not a fan. He's not. I don't know. He's not a fan. Okay. I voted for the guy. I'm not a big fan of his. Um, I think he, but to be fair, I think he does probably an okay job as a sheriff, but it's, he's been through lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit on the radio over the years, and it's the same excuses, the same answers, it's the same thing over and over and over again, you know? And, uh, I don't know, you know, who's right or who's wrong, but the guy's always getting sued for something, man, you know? You know, I, I don't know. Well, that was the charge his opponents brought up, and I, I, you know, I brought that up to him, and he said, you know, it's it's basically par for the course when you run a correctional facility that inmates are going to sue you. I can remember when I was when I got on the board of selectmen in Freetown, and the first time we ever got sued, I thought it was the end of the world, and then the, then I was told by the lawyers, get used to it. This is what happens to municipalities. So, so John, you, know, you get sued. So, Johnny, right. you said you're not a fan, but you did vote for him last time. That was in, um. You know, 2016 yeah, or 20... I'll probably vote for him again. I okay. Mean, 
That was was my question. He he didn't convince me on giving up the video. I'm sorry. He he didn't sell me on that. I I, I think... think Now there's an iPhone video. video, You know? Oh, that was interesting. Yeah. He is who he is. Whatever. I don't know. It just always seems to be the same story with that guy. But But, you're you're not... But that doesn't... Not enough to convince you to vote for one of his opponents. Well, I don't know. I I get a little bit closer as opponents. I haven't yet, you know? Okay. Let me see. But, um, you know, I got to tell you, I'm enjoying your show. Thanks. Thank you. You got a lot of good calls out of this one, man. The people that call, including the guy that's suing them. I thought the same thing. (laughs) That was something, wasn't it? This guy might... You gotta watch out what he says. Maybe he can hurt his case. Maybe he shouldn't be talking to the sheriff over the radio. You know? <laughs> That's what Marcus said, right? Yeah. Hey, listen, but, uh, I'm never gonna discourage callers from no, wanting no. to call in, and you know, no. that's uh, I'm a. Uh, this is that's what I'm no. here for, right? Yeah, but that's right. Write it out. But um, yeah, I've been enjoying the heck out of this show. Thank you. The debate, the debate that you had last week with um, Dio and what's his name, Dodie? Oh yeah, that was yeah. Howie. That yeah, was Howie, Howie. Had that, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll tell you, that I, that really shocked me because I, I thought that Deal was the man. But I, I got to tell you, I think Dodie kind of wiped the floor with that guy. I think that was, the, honestly. I think so, too. So, debate, so debates are... I, 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 I was very impressed by Dodie's uh, responses and everything to him. And uh, Great. if I had to vote between the two of them right now, I got Dodie on my side. We have a, right. Ken- a Kennedy Nixon moment here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I think I think I think Dodie is is, yeah. is surprising a lot of people, considering it's his first. That was his first time up up ever to debate, really, as right. a political candidate. That was his first night ever. It's a great job. I hope you guys can get him on again before the election. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah no, I'm we're, sure he we're will. gonna he'll he'll come on. I mean, he just he just agreed. Um, he just agreed to a debate with whoever comes out of the uh, the Democratic primary. So, at the very least, you know, we'll have uh, that. I, you know, I, I think that Maura has it. I, I mean... There's a poll that came out today or yesterday that she's up 30 she's points. Up 30 points. 30 points. 30 points. And polling isn't, you know, polling isn't an exact science, but you just can't screw up a 30-point lead. A 30-point margin is, is not because the pollster stepped on the scale a little bit. Right? <laughs> yeah, no, you can't, yeah. Right, right. So... Right, right. I think, you know... It, I mean, let's face it, this is Massachusetts. Uh, it, is, it is a democratic state, strong democratic state. But uh, well, we'll see. It'll be interesting. But, I, you know, you guys are doing a great job of this nighttime show. I love it. I Thank you. Do it night. Thanks. Do it we love night. it, too. Have a good night, guys. Thanks, Johnny. Come on talk. Hope to see you guys someday soon. Take care. Thank you, my friend. Glad you're feeling better. Glad you're feeling better. Yeah, you know, like, I think this was, a, it's, you know, it's funny. Johnny OneNote was talking about this time slot. Back when I was on in the mornings, late mornings, mm-hmm. he would say, and then I talked to him off the air, and he would say, "What about a night show again?" We we yeah. talk about what was it, you know what it's like in the old days of the night show, and so in many respects, um, he, he was the impetus for this. I mean, there, there a lot of people were thinking about it, a lot of people going on, but but it was because callers like him were to, were reminding people here in the station. So Johnny Wendell is the founder. In of some South ways, Coast in some ways, is the founder. You know, it's it's funny because. Um, I walked in for the round table one morning and Tim says to me, uh, hey, I, I got to talk to you after, which I, again, the Joe Pesci thing, right. am I getting made or am I getting whacked? Right. <laughs> you right. Know? right. So I said, is it bad? He goes, yeah. I'm like, oh no. He goes, because I'm going to ask you to work nights. Right. <laughs> I'm like, but that oh. is, normally that is bad. Normally that is right. bad, right? And then, and then, and then he said, with Chris McCarthy. And I'm right. like, oh, okay. And right. then, so I sat with Tim. I talked to him for like 
uh, probably about a half hour about it. And then I was like, yeah, I like, I'm very interested, but you know, I've, I've got commitments. I've got a, I've got a day job. I've got other things going on. So, you know, let me get back to you, but I'm definitely interested. And then, you know, I was like, you know, it's, you know, whatever, either way, cool, whatever. And then like almost as immediately as I walked out, I, you know, I got my car, I was driving and I'm like, no, I got to do this. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I got to do this now. Right. You know, and, and, uh, and here we are. And here it's, we are. it's, and I think it's been great. Hey, listen, uh, we got to take a break now and we get back. We'll be taking your calls and we'll be taking your messages on the app chat. So, uh, stay tuned. 1420 WB to the South Coast tonight. So, Marcus, that, um, you, um, you're going to be not here for the next two days. Oh, that's right, yeah. So I will be here for the next two days. I have on Friday night, I think everyone's really going to enjoy this, um, Maureen Boyle is going to be in. Now, for those of you who, who don't remember from when I was on the radio before I got sick, Maureen Boyle wrote uh, the book um, Shallow Graves about the New Bedford Highway serial killer. She's really the... Um, I would Great say, the, yeah, she's the authority on it. Remember, Maureen worked for the Standard Times. She wrote the very first story on the missing girls before we ever knew they were, they were dead, before we ever knew there was a serial killer, before any of that. Maureen was a street reporter, and she was covered for the Standard Times. We'll, we'll talk all about it on Friday when she comes in. Um, it's, it's fascinating. She really is fascinating. And then she's also written another book called The Ghost, and that is about... A, a story of a guy here in this area who was not from this area originally, who murdered a cop in Pennsylvania and then lived out the rest of his life here in New Bedford and Dartmouth secretly with his family in his house, right? He lived in his house in New Bedford and in Dartmouth until he died of natural causes and was buried in his backyard. We're going to talk all about that uh, on Friday with Maureen Boyle. Of course, she'll be taking your calls. She'll be here um We'll, we'll, we'll kick off in the morning. She'll be here at 8 o'clock. We'll do open phones again from, from 7 o'clock, but um, talk about different stuff. We'll, we'll talk about what Maureen's going to talk about. But but we'll have a couple of her. Those, those stories are fascinating, local crimes uh, with Maureen Boyle. Um, so you can get her book, Shallow Graves, all around. You can get it online as well. Or the other book is called The Ghost. They're both really, really good, good books. And, um, in fact, the book The Ghost... Uh, has a number of us, including myself, in the book in minor parts. Uh, I'm not I, in the book. You're not in the book. Well, her, Can I be in the next murder book? You, you, <laughs> I don't know what she's. I know what she's. Oh, let me say. Do I know? I sort of know what she's working on now. Uh, so uh, maybe we'll get you in that book. I was there when they. Uh, why I'm in the book? I was there with uh, Taylor Cormier when they pulled the body out of the ground uh, in the Rubbermaid. To, uh, I Rubbermaid remember container that in Dartmouth. Mm-hmm. Yep. The, the 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 murder suspect and then you know what they did this is it would it was amazing because and we'll talk more about it on Friday night with Maureen but the um, they brought up the guy's handcuffs they, the Pennsylvania cop he killed um, he murdered him they um, they brought his handcuffs up and they put it on the corpse which obviously is symbolic he wasn't going anywhere right but um, the uh, I thought that was amazing you know they brought up the guys the guys handcuffs and you know it's a tradition. Um, they, they drove. So if someone if someone kills a police officer, they go up there and if they get that guy or that they find that guy dead, right? They put his handcuffs on, or right. if they arrest him, if they, they use arrest. His, they use the guy's oh, handcuffs. Okay, yeah. I got you. Yeah, and then you know, obviously, they'd like to like they'd like to get him alive rather than pull him out of a decomposing a rubbermaid container in the backyard, which was was this case. But but the. Um, just a fascinating case because, quite frankly, folks, and we'll talk a lot more about this with Maureen on Friday night, but 
How does the guy live in his house when he's on America's 10 most wanted list? He was on right. the FBI's most wanted list for murdering a police officer, yet he was living at home. Right. Marcus. Yeah. <laughs> he was living at home? It's incredible. The paperboy could have solved the crime. Right. Why didn't the FBI? Yeah. And Maureen leaves, leaves a lot of it open, and so we'll be talking more about her that Friday night. Of course, we still don't have the definitive answer to um, to who was the highway Maureen will have it. Maureen she will Maureen. reveal who is the highway killer on Friday, so tune in. And actually, we're going to have another set of handcuffs here. Which, it's it's going to be a long, long, long story. No, but, but stick around. That's Friday night. <clears throat> Tomorrow I'll be here solo. Um, I, I may have a couple guests as well, but I'll also be taking your calls as we are now at 508 996 Yeah, um, I'm going to be on the Cape. And uh, um, and I'm gonna, I'm excited about that. In so, the dunes of the Cape, the dunes. Yeah, I might be in the dunes. No, I'm not going that far out. Um, I'm not going that. I've, I've spent some time in the dunes this summer, and uh, but I'm going to a wedding. My friend's getting married. My friend, my friends, Brandon and Danielle, they're getting married in um, in Mashpee. I'm staying in Hyannis. Brandon, Brand- Brandon, yeah. Yes, yes, Brandon. Yep. <laughs> Can you get us some Brandon material? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's got to be some there's got to be some good Brandon jokes to be had this weekend for <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um so uh yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm looking forward to that. I mean, I, I really do enjoy being here quite a bit, so it's it's, you know, it, it's going to be tough, but uh I'll still have some fun. The know? um in fact, interestingly, we're heard all over the Cape now. We are. The signals heard all over the Cape, so that is one good thing. You we we are because you know actually when I've been driving through the dunes of the Cape, the signal comes in clear as a bell. The, right. the AM signal in particular comes in clear as a bell. Yeah. I could I could hear it. I could hear it pulling in. I'm telling you, pulling in from Truro to Provincetown on Route Six, you can hear. You know, I was I was listening to Barry. It was it was it's pretty good. So if you're vacationing on the Cape, there's actually no excuse not to listen there's to us. No, there's no excuse. <laughs> no. We have an enormous New York audience. Yeah. Every two weeks, it, it rotates down the Cape. Yeah. Uh, all the people from New it's York true. come in, they listen to us. It's the, true. The, um, By the way, you know, I, talk with, I talked with um, people from Senator Sears' office right. today, and we're going to work on, we're going to reconnect next week, because we're interested in hearing about the, the, um, the happy hour bill, and they said they'll know whether or not it's made it through conference committee next week. I noticed that there was, there was, there's been some, well, it's, it's, it's an erosion, really, of support. The... Um, some of the, uh, the the industry people, some of the people that you know that that are, that are um, what do you call them? The restaurant industry, right? The restaurant, the the uh, hospitality industry, um, is moving not not full throated opposition, but they they haven't warmed up to the bill, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, because look, there are there are a lot of drawbacks of the bill as well. I mean, there really are. You could see from a from a um, if you have a nice, well functioning. Uh, tavern business, bar business, whatever you want to call it, um, it maybe doesn't make any sense to you to change it, right? Right. It really, I mean, if you if you're selling drinks for for eight dollars a piece, does it make any sense to start selling them for twenty five cents? Or does it make any sense if if you're getting eight dollars? Does it make any sense for you to hope your competition can start selling them at twenty five cents? So, right. you know, you can understand where stability is that is is the is the rule of the day you know um and maybe suddenly making all kinds of changes is not good right for the right. exist for the existing order so so that, i thought that was kind of interesting i, I noticed uh where did i see that 
I think maybe in Politico um, uh, this morning. But, you know, you, you start consuming so many news products. I couldn't tell you exactly what yeah, I saw. Yeah, right. I, that happens to me all the time. I'm thinking like, oh, I read that in this. And I'm like, it didn't come from that. No. Right? All the time. Yeah, that happens all the time. It's amazing, uh, Marcus, and you've been doing this for a couple of years now, but the um, now that you're doing it on a daily basis, the amount of news that you have to consume just so that you can be conversant in whatever might come up. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm not complaining about it because I really enjoy it. So I was doing it before I was a talk show host. <clears throat> but now there's a, there's a um, much more of an imperative to do it. Yeah. That, um, you think like, geez, I can't let, I can't have one of these callers give me a call and I say, I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't yeah. know, right? Um, but it happens. It does happen. <laughs> it happens. It certainly yeah. happens. The, um, the fact that the, um, you know, that, that, um, there's so much news out there now, so much news that can be consumed. Now, I, of course, start my morning out every day at WBSM.com because you do get, we get, we get a mix of hard news. I'm a company man. You do, you do. <laughs> yeah. Well, you get a mix of hard news and you get a mix of, uh, of opinion. Yeah. You know, you get, you get Marcus's stuff, my stuff, Barry's stuff, Phil's stuff. Uh, you don't get Ken Pittman anymore, but you get everybody else's stuff. Uh, and you get the hard news from Ken, yeah. you know. Um, so I, I do find it to be a nice starting starting point in the day. And what I like to do actually is use the digital medium to integrate some of these interviews. You know, like uh, I like to encapsulate it, right? right? So if you missed it, Here's, you know, essentially the what I think are the high points, right? But right. here's also the link to the podcast, so you can listen to it if you'd like. Right. You know? So that's one thing, folks. I don't know if you're, if you're, if you're doing this yet. Um, we, loved, we love you when, you when you give us a call or when you're here you're live with us at home. But if you do miss the, sh- the program or you miss any of the other programs that are here, you can you always shouldn't. check out the uh, – you shouldn't miss them. <laughs> but if you do, if you do, the cult will still assemble on, on, as a podcast for you. So, yeah, so I so the podcast comes out almost immediately, right? And I, you know, really enjoying hearing, hearing myself talk. <laughs> we'll listen to it afterwards to say, and it's not that really. It's it's it's. Do I sound like an idiot? Well, it's part of being professional that you do have to go yeah. back and as painful of it, as it can be. It's best to listen to what you what you did, so you know you can, so you can do it better the next time. Yeah, absolutely. Or you or you just. Love yourself. And you... Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, not, just enjoy it. Right, yeah. Boy, am I funny. Right. I'm a funny guy. Look I'm, at, I'm going to replay this awesome joke I made like three or four times. Well, I'd like that guy Marco to call back. I, I was having fun making fun of him. Um, enjoy America, Marco. You know what I like is when I make a joke on the air and I immediately get a text message from one of mm. my peers. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> enjoy America, Marco. Yeah, yeah. I um. Me too. I love it. It's my favorite thing, actually. Uh, in fact, and five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. That's how you can get through. Yeah. So, anyway, so Marco, you're going to a wedding this week. I'm going to a wedding. So tell me this. Oh boy, you're at the you're, well, you're at the sweet spot in your life where a lot of yeah, people thir- thirty three. Yeah. yeah, a lot of marriages at that that age, right? Yeah. So, so you you do a lot of them. You're, I've going, been in. So I've been in so far in the last like few years. I've been in five weddings, right? I've been in five weddings. Right. I've attended a few more, right. probably about five more, honestly. Right. And you know, I've got this other one coming up, so it, it's been it's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, I really enjoy being in a wedding uh, a lot, right? Um, but it's also nice 
to just... Good thing, because you're in a lot of them. Yeah, right. <laughs> I do enjoy it. It's really nice. I, I see it as an honor. Um, I've been a groomsman in a lot of weddings. It's been a fortunate to have a good group of friends, and everybody's each other's groomsmen and all of that. I, I'm really happy about that. But it is nice to just show up sometimes. It is you nice know? to just show it up. Just show up. Because, you know, the, the last time... It wasn't the last time. The second to last time I was at a wedding was in Mexico. And I... So I'm in... I'm in Mexico, <laughs> right? That's important part of the story is that I'm in Mexico. I'm on a resort in Mexico, and uh, I'm on one side of the resort. Uh, my friend, who's who was the groom, is right. on the other side of the, the 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 resort. And I, you know, I have my I have my clothes. Uh, you know, I have my suit. I'm walking. You know, I've, I'm listening to some tunes on the way to on the way to the. Um, on the way to the room to, you know, everybody, you know, changes right. and, you know, has champagne, there's pictures and all that stuff, right? So I get there and I, you know, I put my suit down and I look. Uh, I say, okay, I got my vest. I got my shirt. I've got my oh, no. jacket. Wait, where are my pants? Oh, no. <laughs> oh. oh, no. And then I was just like, I, and I was sitting there. I'm like, where are my pants? Where are my pants? And then someone was sitting there, heard me say, where are my pants? And so I immediately did a U-turn and just booked it out the door and walked all the way down to the other side of the camp, front and back. I called my mom like, did I leave the pants? Did I leave the pants at my house? Did I leave the pants at your house? Where did I leave them? Where did I leave them? She's right. like, you've got to calm down. I'm right. like, I'm in Mexico. And there's nobody as tall as no- you in Mexico. What? There's nobody as tall as you in Mexico. The, right. Yeah. Right. So so right. that's the other problem. Right. No, I couldn't find any. I couldn't find replacement plant. I couldn't find replacement pants. I'm walking back and forth. I call the lost and found. I'm like, hey, I need you to find my pants. I don't know where they are. Right. I don't know. And so I, call, and I called Main Street Formals in a Kushnet right. who did, uh, who are awesome. They do a great job. Right. And I was like, did you guys not pack my pants? And right. they're like, no, we packed your pants. Right. right. And so, and so, um, I, you know, eventually I'm like, I, and then like, you so know, the, for people that don't know at home, Marcus is six foot four. Yeah. Right? I'm six four. So yeah. there's, there's no one, you're not going to know a pair you of pants You can't just like, Mexico. oh, buy another pair of pants. Yeah. You ever seen the people in Mexico? There's not a lot of six foot four people in Mexico. Yeah. And right? there wasn't any, uh, there wasn't uh, very, very many options at the, at the, at the resort store. So I'm like sweating bullets. Right. I'm like freaking out. I'm like, oh my God, I'm not in the wedding anymore. Am I like, what's going on? And then, right. so I get a text from the best man. He's like, Marcus, just come back to the room. And so I come back and I, I turn to the, the groom. Like, I'm so sorry. He goes, don't worry about it. It's fine. Whatever. We did find this other guy who has a pair of pants that's about four sizes smaller than <laughs> size. <laughs> but he's the biggest guy. Right. And it's a pair of pants and they're a dark pair of pants. So. I just kind of put them on. Right. And then, uh, you know, the bride, they're like, I'm like, the bride doesn't know. Like, we're not telling her. No, no. you're just going to stand up there. Right. She and we're going to hope. Yeah. Well, they're going to hope she doesn't notice. And they're like, and then, um, and then, you know, I was talking to the groom's father and he's like, he says, you know, uh, he goes, you know, Marcus, the, the day of my wedding, I, I had a different suit on. I mean, they, they, they gave me the entirely wrong suit. It was right. a completely different color. It didn't match anything. And it was the wrong suit. And I said, what are we going to do? They're like, you put it on and go out there and get married. That's yep. all you can do. That's right. So I'm like, okay, so I've got these tight pants on. Now everybody's making fun of me, right? Of you know, and, and then um, the phone rings the, in the room. Goes okay, and then and then uh, okay, great, okay, great. Turns around, Marcus. 
They got your pants. They're Come bringing on. them up. <laughs> they found them. They found the pants. Where were the they pants? They found the pants somewhere in like a bush. Uh, I, you know what happened was <laughs> literally in a bush. So you know what happened was I was I had the hook on my I had the hook over my shoulder sure. and I was listening uh, to music and the pants slid off and I couldn't hear anything because I was just jamming out. Right, right, right. And then they they eventually found the pants. I was able to put them on. They were comfortable. They fit. I'm like, oh, this is so nice. And I'm like, I'm just. And I was. I was like. I, the the mo- the moment I was in, I would describe as euphoric. I can imagine. <laughs> no, believe me, because I, I would have been very upset with all, if I because you feel you, you know you did it yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no one to blame. Yeah, yeah. It was all my fault. Right. Yeah, it was all my fault, and I tried blaming everybody but myself at first. You know, like I said, I even called Main Street Formal. And and like nothing no, you can do, right? Yeah, and then apparently, I mean, you know, one of my friends who went there was like, uh, you know, who, who was in that wedding, right, and said, hey, do you remember this when this happened? And I was like, I've never done that in my life. Like, I made that guy, I made that guy freak out, right? even though he did everything right. Right. It was, it was, my mom was worried sick, of right? Course. You know, she's like, oh my God, you got to calm down. And I was like, I'm not in the wedding anymore. Oh right. my God. No, and you feel like you ruined it, everything. I, yeah, right. that's what right. I, that's, I mean, that was the big thing. And I would have felt the same way. Because then, then, like, basically you did. Right. <laughs> I would have, right? So the picture, so the, because the pictures came out, the pictures are so nice. We all have these nice blue suits. And, I remember immediately, like what the groom said was like, Marcus. Good thing you had those. Good thing you found those pants. Oh yeah, it would have looked stupid. It would have stuck out, right? It would. Oh, it would have been bad. It would have been bad. All right, five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. How you get in the program? Listen to us live. We just you done with like a great three hours of radio, and then I guess. We think it's a great thing. We think it's a great thing as a radio. Right. Uh, and then you just kind of like, oh, God, what do I do? You know, I usually play with my cat and <laughs> then um, uh, maybe watch like a TV show or something like that. So, um, so uh, actually, let's do a little preview of what's to come in the right. next couple of weeks sure. because, you know, that was great with Sheriff Hodgson. We're going to have a debate with the three candidates for sheriff. They've all confirmed Nick Bernier, attorney Nick Bernier. Um, Paul Haru, Attleboro Mayor, right. and uh, former Somerset Police Chief George McNeil, they're all going to be in studio. They're all going to be debating all the... Um, because all, the primary's right around the corner. The primary's right around the corner, and it's really important uh, to to vote. You've got to vote to <laughs> yeah. decide who gets to lose to Tom. So, so uh, yeah, so definitely tune into that August 17th. Next week... Uh, Anthony Amori is going to be joining us. So the feast is next week, right? Right. We're, we're, we'll be here. Um, you know, I'm going to, I'm more of a day feast kind of person anyway. So we'll, I'm going to be there during the day, come here in the evening, right. we'll do the show. And, uh, on Friday, actually, um, we're going to have Anthony Amori, who is the auditor, uh, who is a candidate for auditor. And a We've, fascinating guy. Fascinating guy for sure. He's going to be on from seven to eight. Eight to nine, we're going to have Diana DiZaglio, who's a candidate. For, so Anthony Moore is a Republican candidate. Diana DiZaglio is on the Democrat side. Right. State um, senator. State senator from Methuen. And she's running for... She's and not bad on the eyes. She's a candidate for auditor. And Chris... I know this uh, is radio, but... Chris and Chris Dempsey, I believe, we're working on... He's. I know he's interested in coming in. I think maybe that day... Uh, will be in too. I know he's interested in coming in. So Chris Dempsey, who is a um, who is a former uh, assistant secretary of transportation under uh, Deval Patrick, he'll be in as well. Um, and we'll be talking about you know 
what their plans are for the South Coast as auditor, what the auditor does, which the is auditor, important. The auditor's job is a very fascinating job, actually. It's, it's actually super important. Charlie Baker had once said if he didn't run for governor, he would have ran for auditor because it's the watchdog of the of the uh, of the state government. They all have auditing power overall, like two hundred what seventeen agencies uh, in the Commonwealth. So I know they all have differing opinions on how that office should run. I know they all have pretty interesting ideas. So we're definitely looking forward to talking with all of them. And you can, like you called Sheriff Hodgson, and maybe you won't call with as much vigor as you did with or Sheriff Venom. Hodgson. <laughs> right. And But you can call, if you do, if you want to, that's fine. But you can call them and you can ask them questions and they'll answer them. And that's the best part, I think, of this of this um, of this time slot in this type of format is that you can ask the candidates questions directly. They're looking forward to talking with you. Right. So right. Feast Friday is actually uh, Auditor Friday. <laughs> so one of the things, that, and you remember when when uh, Mayor Mitchell came and he said, "Hey, try to get these people down. Try to get them physically in the studio. Yeah, try I to did. get them down." Right. So so it's 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 going to. We really hope that we can uh, make this spot available to you folks at home so that when someone's running for statewide office and they're coming to the south coast they have to stop by here yeah that's how they can talk to you right yeah they can talk to you it's good i'm glad that they're stopping because you know i'm glad they're stopping in i'm glad they're going to uh check out you know immersing themselves in our local culture but they've got to do the you know they've got to talk to you as well and i think that that um Really, you have to give them a lot of respect, whether you agree with them or not. The fact that they're going to physically come down here and be in the studio with us. I mean, yeah. look, look, they're, they're going to be Kissing. right. They, they, it, it, it's, a, it's a real commitment yeah. to, to this area. Because really I was is. not hospitable. <laughs> It was not accommodating at all. No, 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 no. Well, <laughs> this is when it's. This is when you're going to be here. Yeah, yeah, right. So no, and I, I appreciate that. I, they're all, all three of them. Uh, I haven't met Anthony Mori in person yet, but all three of them, I talked to them all. I've met uh, Dina DiZaglio and Chris Dempsey in person. They're good people, and I think they're all strong candidates. So that's it's a really interesting race. Uh, let's take a break. Yeah. 1420 WBS. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, we have to do a podcast of the off-the-air conversation. Off-the-air podcast is it's going to be... It's going to be great. Like I said, it's going to be a, like most Patreons are five bucks a month. This will be twenty, and you'll uh, and you'll love it, and you will love it. You'll enjoy paying it. So, Chris, are you watching any TV shows lately? You know, Marcus, I have to be honest with you. I um, I watch uh, the only because t- I'm at dialysis in the daytime, mm-hmm. which is really when I would watch TV. Oh, no. And um, I. I <laughs> Oh no! I've really gotten into Maury Povich <laughs> and the other one. What's it. the other one? Um, the uh, Jerry Jerry Springer. Look, <laughs> those shows I can't believe it. So those must be those must be reruns. Well, With Jerry Springer, right? I thought I he was know. done. I don't know. I thought he was done. Don't ruin it for me. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. It's just that they only have they have a limited number of channels on it at the Dallas. When we station. were, uh, I was at a, it was, uh, it was in Maine for a weekend um, with uh, with some friends, New Hampshire actually, and we were just waiting. We were basically waiting to go out and, and do stuff, right? And so we were just sitting there watching. The you are not the father, right? Yes. And we were like getting into it. Like there was one guy. We were like, we, I get we don't I, want this guy to like this. I hope it's not the father, right? We were I, like, listen, I know exactly what you're talking about. And, and like, and they, you are not the father. Like, yeah, right, right. I, I, I. I <laughs> when you root, you see the thing, and you go, I feel so bad. And they, they, when they say the guy's not the father, and, and then they say, you know what the follow up question is? They, they, Morial, Morial say, 
Honey, is there anybody else you'd like us to test? <laughs> well, obviously, there's somebody else. There's somebody, right? <laughs> right? The baby's right there. But I always think to myself, how? in what more subtle of a way can you call someone trash? Um, we just tested this guy. He's not the father. <laughs> is there anybody else you'd like us to test? <laughs> right? It's, like, can you give us a, you know, I mean, it's just crazy, it's crazy stuff. Certainly quite a spectacle. <laughs> uh, but by the way, um, if you'd like to be tested... What? 508. We have, Marcus, you don't know this. <clears throat> We're going to be adding a DNA component to this test, to the show. We if should. You, if people want to come in, we'll test your baby. We'll, um, we'll test your, your husband. And we'll also a lie detector test. Yeah. I like the lie detector. Yeah, those don't, those aren't, it's not real. Those are real. Lie detectors? I took one. There, there was, I know the results are, are bunk, right? Aren't they? They weren't with gone? me. Really? I did one in the army. I was part of a. The guy who invented the lie detector has disavowed the lie. Well, he's dead now. Disavowed the lie detector, though. We could talk more about it uh, next week. We're gonna have to because the guy I took my I took mine at the polygraph institute at, at Fort McCall in Alabama. Mm-hmm. I was part of a test. They they used me as a kid, and um, it was it was fascinating exam. And the guy told me, "Don't ever lie." You, you can't lie. Chris was tested on. That explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't try, the guy said. So, um, yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for all of your great calls today. We all appreciated it. I know the sheriff appreciated it, too. And, uh, you know, Chris will be in tomorrow and uh, Friday. I'm really excited for, I won't be able to listen, right. but I'm excited for the podcast to come out. The podcast yeah, will come out I'm uh, really excited Saturday morning. For the Maureen, um, uh, the Maureen the Boyle. Maureen Boyle. I, I almost said another Maureen. Uh, Maureen Boyle uh, interview, and because uh, she's a great author. She was Fantastic. a great reporter. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, Shallow Graves is awesome, so uh, that'll be really cool. And um, that's it. I'll see you guys on Monday, so uh, I know you'll all miss me. Be good. Bye. See ya. So long. Farewell.